Hello and welcome to this edition of Verse by Verse. I'm Joe Thompson, your host, and for the next few minutes we will be studying God's Word. Normally we study verse by verse, as I said in the introduction to the podcast, and right now we are in the middle of the book of Leviticus. We're going through that book verse by verse. Uh, I may put up um, the lesson that I made really for today, which was Leviticus 16 and 17, entitled Blood Atonement. I may put that up today because I set the I set the podcast really to come out at no specific time. You have several choices. You could do it daily, weekly, whatever. Uh, but I selected the no... Um, no certain time frame on that so I may put that up I may put up another bonus since it is Friday uh, I recorded a lesson last month uh, and I put it out on Facebook I'm gonna put it out on the podcast since I am on Apple so I'm doing some catch-up for the first few days for those of you that are on Apple um, I asked a very interesting question here last month uh, do people in heaven, uh, I, I don't have the title in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing here. Do people in heaven know what is happening here on earth? I think it was a question and answer session I did last month. Uh, so I may put that up today as a bonus. Um, so really there may be three podcasts coming down today. This one, and as you can see by the title, is the current Israeli war uh, the war spoken of in Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. There's been a lot of speculation about that over the past few weeks, and tomorrow it will be three weeks since the Israeli war with Hamas began. And as the Israelis say, it really hasn't started yet, and it really hasn't. Once the ground invasion takes place that we've been hearing uh, that will commence once it gets started, um, you will see action like you haven't seen for quite some time. Um, and there's that great unknown. Will Hezbollah in the north get involved in Lebanon? I probably will. I can't imagine them not getting involved. Uh, which raises another question. Will Iranian proxies attack U.S.? Interests. Well, I think the answer to that is yes. In fact, I would say the answer to that is not only will they, they are attacking. Uh, update, last night we attacked Iranian positions or proxy positions in Syria uh, so to defend our troops. So this war has a very good prospect of spreading. Uh, I don't say that with any glee. I certainly... Hope it does not, but I mean, let's let's be honest here. Reality is what it is. Okay, um, you know, you, you just you know, human nature itself dictates this war is probably going to spread, and it's probably going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. And that's where we as Bible teachers come in. Okay, we serve two purposes here. Number one, we want to tell you what's happening in the world. And we want to base it through the lens, we want to look at it through the lens of Scripture. And then number two, we want to encourage you. Now, I know that verse by verse, and I've been doing this program now for seven years on Facebook. Uh, actually, it'll be eight years in April that I've done this. And I will continue to put out the podcast link out on Facebook. So you, you people on Facebook... 
uh, I, I just want you to know, verse by verse is not going away. Okay, we're not going away. In fact, we're going to rev it up a notch or two with the podcast. I put it on Apple because everybody in the world seems to have Apple. Um, so um, let's do this. Let's begin our time this morning with a word of prayer as we look at Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. And we're not going to go through this every single verse. I just simply want to answer some questions about it that people have asked me. Father, in Jesus' name, uh, we come this morning and we thank you that you are in charge of all that is happening in the world. And we thank you that we do not have to fear. Uh, We are concerned, obviously, about things that are happening in the world, but we know that you're in control. We thank you for your word, the center of everything on this podcast and on the verse-by-verse broadcast for seven years now, almost eight, has been and will continue to be the centrality of the word of God. Help us, Lord, to encourage those who listen. Uh, We recognize that part of a pastor's job is to encourage the flock we're to feed the flock and so lord help us to do that today we thank you in jesus name amen okay so um let me briefly and i mean very briefly talk to you about ezekiel ezekiel of course was written during the time of the exile when judah was sent away captive into babylon and it came in several stages 605 597 and uh 587 BC Um, we won't bore you with all those details at at this point but just understand it came in three three phases but Ezekiel was of course one of the captives and he writes to his people during the captivity and really the first 35 chapters are dealing with the judgments that happened and the reason for the judgments and of course the judgments came because the people of God rebelled against his word against what he had said was right But then he turns a corner in 36-37 and really begins to talk about the restoration of the nation of Israel. And he predicts that that Israel would be restored. And we see that it has been partially, now I say partially restored. Now I'm aware, all right, I am totally aware that Israel is not back in the land fully as prophesied in the Old Testament, okay? They do not yet recognize Jesus as their Messiah, okay? So, you know, we understand all of that. When you go to Israel today, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of the things you you really cannot do, one of the most difficult things to do, I've been told, is to minister to people the gospel of Jesus Christ in Israel because they do not recognize Christ as their Messiah. They have not accepted him yet. Now they will eventually, but but we would say they are partially back in the land. They did become a nation in 1948. May the 14th, 1948 was a watershed moment in not only Israeli history, but world history because Israel is in fact the center of the world as you know, and um, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that's true. So um, Israel will be partially restored, and um, then in chapter 38, and this is what, so the short answer, spoiler alert, okay, don't turn the podcast off when I say this, the short answer is no, okay, the, the, the current war 
that is taking place. And it is and will be a major conflict, as, as I just said a few minutes ago, uh, when the ground incursion begins, and it could begin tonight. We've been told now for several days that it could be, you know, that it's imminent. Uh, and I think part of that is, of course, for, for two reasons. One, for Israel to uh, soften up the targets there in Gaza, and also to, um, uh, as well, to try to fool the enemy, you know, psychological warfare. Hey, we're coming in, we're coming in. They don't come in, okay? It's kind of like Joshua, you know, back in Joshua 6. Remember they marched around Jericho once a day, every day for six days? And, you know, they thought, oh, they're coming in today. And the next day, oh, they're coming in today. And by day five, day six, they're like, yeah, they're not coming in. Well, day seven, they marched around seven times. Uh, why are they marching around seven times? I'm sure the, the people of Jericho wondered... Then, of course, bang, they went in. So that may be what part of this is. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I'm sure the Israeli generals know Old Testament history, and they know a lot about Old Testament wars. And so they'll, they'll use some of this psychological warfare, I have no doubt, um, against Hamas and all of their cronies down there. So, but, but in short, this is not the war. And let me try to show you why. Because this great war that will take place in the future... This takes place, as we will see as we read through the text, this takes place when Israel is at somewhat at peace. Now, first of all, we know they're not at peace now, okay? They weren't at peace before October 7th. They were not unwalled villages, as Ezekiel will say. So, this war that's currently happening, I believe, will lead to... Now, it's not the Ezekiel War, but I certainly believe that it will lead to that, okay? It will lead to that. So let's begin to read, and I'm going to try to show you why I believe many of the players are already in place for this war, okay? Remember, we're talking, this is October 27th of 2023. That's very important for you to understand because several things have happened in the past 10 years that really have allowed the pieces of the puzzle to come in and to be on the stage, if you will, to be part of this Ezekiel war. We're not quite there yet, but it's moving in that direction. Let's begin to read in chapter 38. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, this is Ezekiel here, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him. So we're talking about a person here, Gog, who is Gog, the land of Magog, Rosh, and many scholars hold that this is Russia. We see Meshach and Tubal, that's up in the north area of what used to be Asia Minor. It could very well include some of the old uh, Soviet states, if you will. You know, there's question as to whether or not, you know, when Vladimir Putin finishes in Ukraine, will he continue to try to take over the rest of the so the old Soviet republics? Well, I don't know the answer to that. He might try to do that. Um, but Tubal, uh, Togarma, it, of course, is, many believe, is Turkey. Now, let me say something about this, okay? Well, let's read down through verse 5 because I, there, there's a couple more nations we want to add to this. Okay, verse 3. And say, Thus saith the Lord. 
Thus saith the Lord God. And folks, that's what we need to be proclaiming here. Thus saith the Lord God. Okay? We're not going to fear. Listen, on this broadcast, we're not going to fear. All right? And I, you know, for those of you that subscribe to the podcast, I, you know, and, and I urge you to do that. So when I send out a new podcast, you'll get it automatically. Okay? Um, we teach verse by verse, but like I said. There may be occasions when we send down other podcasts for breaking news events and relate them to the Bible. And I may have to do that in in very short order, as a matter of fact. But right now, we're going to go with what God says. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and and Tubal. Okay. For I will turn thee back... And put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor. Even, notice this, a great company with buckler and shields. These are defensive weapons. All of them handling swords. So God himself says, I will bring these people down. So in other words, what we're seeing here is, folks, God is in charge of all this. Okay, and that's what I want you to focus on. Yeah, watch the news. You need to be informed. Okay, you need to be informed of what's going on. But never forget, God is the one in charge of everything that's happening. That's why we don't fear. We don't have to fear. Sometimes we do But, you know, how many times does the Bible say, fear not, fear not, fear not? But notice verse 5. There are other nations that will eventually come down into Israel with Russia, with Turkey. Let's see who they are. Verse 5. Persia. Oh, really? Okay, so, Pastor Joe, what's Persia? Well, Persia, up until 1921, was called Persia. And it changed its name to Iran. Uh-huh. You're hearing a lot about Iran these days. So Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmets. Notice verse 6, Gomer. Now, we're a little bit uncertain as to who Gomer is. Some have speculated that Gomer could be Germany. I would not be surprised. I mean, after all, that's where the first Holocaust started. Back in World War II, I say the first Holocaust because the second one happened October the 7th. If those of you that listen to Amir Sarfati, uh, he calls Hamas and Iran and all the people that invaded Nazis. And he's right, they are. And Iran didn't invade directly, but of course they're proxies. Now that's what I want to talk about in just a minute. Gomer and all his bands... uh, Here again, the house of Togarma, we saw that earlier, of the north quarters, that's why we believe it's Turkey, and all his bands, and many people with these. So there are going to be other people as well. Okay, verse 7, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto, um, unto them. Now, okay, so he goes on to describe this invasion. So here's the point. Okay, Um, the main reason I do not believe 
that this current war is the Ezekiel war is because of who is not involved in this particular war okay Russia is not directly involved notice I said directly Iran is not directly notice I said the word directly involved what has been happening now for about 10 years they have been fighting Israel on the northern front and Hamas from the south Iran has been fighting Israel by proxy now what does that mean well it means by representation okay Iran knows today that if it directly invades Israel or tries to they know it's going to happen Israel will not stand for it and um, so let me describe something that happened 10 years ago those of you who have been keeping up with world events remember back in 2011 so this goes back actually uh, 12 years 2011 the Syrian war broke out and 2013 rolls around and what does Assad do he gasses his own people with chemical weapons and of course at that time President Obama said no don't do that we're gonna draw a red line blah 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 and then it comes back and says okay nah, we're not gonna retaliate we're gonna let the Russians come in because the Russians say they can talk Syria into dismantling all their chemical weapons well at that time the Russians pretty much come into Syria ah really okay so for years we wondered we wondered how in the world Russia would come down into Israel okay we know it's possible but it's really possible because they have you know the Russians have been in Syria now for 10 years or more okay they've been there they've been on Israel's doorstep and uh, up until recently you know Russia didn't say a whole lot when when Israel attacked Syrian positions when they would attack uh, Iranian um, what do they call that um, the name escapes me they're uh, something guard I can't remember the guard but anyway uh, but here recently uh, Russia has been hostile towards Israel so Russia we see is slowly beginning to turn on Israel that shouldn't surprise anyone okay now one of the things that's interesting here one of the reasons Hamas attacked Israel with Iran's permission I am convinced is because Israel was about to make a peace treaty with Saudi Arabia if you remember back in 1979 40 some years ago 44 years ago Israel signed a peace treaty with Egypt in 1995 they signed a peace treaty with Jordan I think it's 95 and here recently they've signed peace treaties with other nations they were about to make a major peace agreement with Saudi Arabia this of course unraveled that however what is going to happen and we see drop down if you're reading along in verse 13 when this invasion takes place in the future the Bible is very clear about this in Ezekiel 38 13 Sheba and Dedan of uh, and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions now there's been some speculation who are the young lions here thereof is that Britain is that the United States could be I'm speculating but what are they going to say shall say unto thee Russia uh, art thou art thou come 
to take a spoil. Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? So, in other words, the only real thing that will happen when this invasion by Russia takes place in Iran and Turkey they'll protest. The United States, no doubt, will just be a part of that. They'll just protest. Okay, so what's happening today with this current Israeli war? Well, the United States is in the process of defending or possibly defending Israel. We've got probably one of the largest armadas in, you know, in the Mediterranean and Red Sea now in several decades amassing right now. Now, ostensibly, that is to protect our troops, but but no doubt America can and will come to the defense of Israel when and if they're attacked from the north by Hezbollah, and I think it will happen once this ground invasion takes place. But in that day, then this is the difference, in that day, no one will be able to defend Israel. Now, there's been a question as to why that's the case. Uh, is that because America, by the time this war of Ezekiel takes place, is a third world nation? We are way down on the, you know, the totem pole as, as, as far as status is concerned. Could that be? That's possible. That could be. Uh, could something happen in our country that just takes us off of the world stage? That's possible. That's possible. Uh, but there's another possibility as well that I see. Um, he describes, as you go down further, and I won't take time to read all these verses, but um, he describes how that Russia and Turkey and Iran and all these other countries, this invasion is going to be so swift, it will be, as Ezekiel says, like a storm cloud that comes up all of a sudden. I mean, it's going to be out of the blue. It's going to be at a time when Israel is virtually at peace. So something is going to happen. And I believe it will happen after this particular war they're fighting now. Could it be that Israel so devastates Hamas and perhaps Hezbollah that uh, someone will step in and say, okay, we got to you know, really make peace with Israel because they're just too strong? Uh, that's possible. But nevertheless, something happens so dramatic because Israel is at peace. And he will say in later verses of this same chapter that they come against unwalled villages. Okay, that sounds like peace to me. Well, they're not that way today. Israel today, October 27th, 2023, is not talking about making peace with anybody. But for some reason and somehow they are at peace when this Ezekiel war takes place. I'm not prepared to say what the reason is. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, they come down so swiftly and it could be that no one can defend. It happens so fast, no one can muster a defense. That's possible. So regardless, you know, if you read down through verses 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, down in verse, you know, down through verse 20 of Ezekiel 38, you will find that God himself, <clears throat> God himself 
is going to have to step in and defend Israel because no one else will. And he will defend them supernaturally. He will defend them by rain. He will defend them by earthquakes. He will defend them by hail. He will defend them by somehow turning the enemy on each other. And virtually what's going to happen is the enemy is going to wipe each other out. And five-sixths of the army, as you will read in Ezekiel 38, will be destroyed on the mountains of Israel. That is a total, total devastation of the army of Russia, Iran, etc., etc. Um, now, there is one other thing I want to, uh, that people have asked about this. Could it be, you know, what about the timing of this? Well, we're not really sure of the timing, as we said before. But let me render one possibility. Um, in Ezekiel 39, down in verse 9, we read the following about time. This is after the war takes place. Israel is cleaning up. It takes seven months to bury the dead, so on and so forth. And the Bible declares that Israel will be burning the weapons of warfare. Let's read the verse, okay? And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire. Now watch this. Set on fire and burn the weapons. What weapons are these? These are the weapons that were used in war. The weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, um... And the hand staves and the spears, and they shall burn them with fire. Now, notice this seven years, not six, not eight, not five, not three, not three and a half, seven years. And it continues in verse 10 so that they shall take on wood out of the field, neither cut down, now watch this, neither cut down any out of the forest. So, in other words, they're going to have enough fuel for heat <laughs> from all these weapons for seven years. Now, that's interesting because someday there will be a man who will step forward and make peace with Israel, supposedly, for seven years. So could it be based on that that the timing of this war could be near, and I say near because I don't know if it's before or after, near the time of the rapture of the church. And I'm going to make it very clear to those of you that are on Apple listening, I hold very firmly to the pre-tribulational rapture of the church. Second Thessalonians 2, I think, makes that very clear. The Antichrist cannot be revealed until the restrainer is removed. And who's the restrainer? Well, obviously, we know the Holy Spirit is the restrainer. Now, the Holy Spirit himself will not be removed from the world. He's everywhere at the same time. But what is the restrainer? The restrainer is the Holy Spirit working within what? Within the church. Jesus said in Matthew 5, the church is salt and light. So when the church is removed, then and only then can the Antichrist be revealed, that lawless one, the son of perdition. So, in short order, the answer is no. This war that's currently being fought is not the war of Ezekiel, 
but I do believe it is going to set the stage for that. It could very well lead to that, and I believe it will lead to that. Now, what does that mean to us today? Quickly, it means if you're not saved, you need to get saved. Pastor Joe, what does it mean? What are you talking about, get saved? Well, here's the deal. The fact is, every person that's born into this world is a sinner. The Bible declares that. Romans 3 is very clear. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it also says that the wages of sin is death. That's the price that man owes for his sin. Man is a sinner in need of a Savior. See, that's what this is all about. All of this is about man's salvation. Okay? God wants you to be saved. Why? Because he loves you. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. I know this. Jesus, here, here's the gospel. Jesus came, he lived, he died, and he rose again the third day so that you and I could be set free. We could be forgiven of our sins. Let me say it this way. What if I were to tell you, those of you that are listening, that you could be forgiven of any and everything you've ever done in your lifetime? You say, wow, that's tall order. Yeah, well, it is. But that's the truth. You can be forgiven. You can be forgiven today. How? Well, first of all, are you willing to admit you're a sinner? Are you willing to admit to God that you have broken His law, that you are a sinner by nature? Because there's a death sentence that is placed on man for that, but Jesus paid the price so you don't have to. And if you're willing to admit that you're a sinner, then secondly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means put your faith in Him and Him alone. Not Jesus and somebody else or something else. It's Jesus alone. Putting your faith in Him. Lord, I'm putting my faith in You. You're the one who died for me. You're the one who paid my price. You're the one whose blood can cleanse my sins. I believe that and accept that. If you do, then call upon Him. Right there where you are, you can call on Jesus to save you. Wherever you're listening, whatever device you're listening on, Listen, you can be saved right now. Call upon Jesus to save you. Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me of my sins? I believe Jesus died for me. Lord, uh, He wants to forgive you. He longs to forgive your sins and give you a home in heaven. So when you die or when the rapture happens, you can go to be with Him. Because see, here's the thing. If you live long enough, if I live long enough, and Jesus does not return, we're st we, we, we still have to face death. So either way, we're going to meet God. Either way, every one of us, including the speaker, will come face to face with Jesus Christ, one way or the other. And what I'm trying to tell you is, you can be right with Him during all of this turmoil that's in the world. And... I trust that you will trust him today. And if you have any questions about that, put them in the comments there in the comment section of the podcast. I'll be glad to respond to that. And let me say again, if you have a question, please put that in the comments. I'll pick that up, write it down, and we'll make special podcasts for questions. Um, I'm going to put up another podcast today. We're going to continue to study the book of Leviticus. Today we're going to talk about blood atonement. Leviticus 16 and 17 we're going to talk about that um, 
Next week, we're going to talk about moral clarity. If there's ever been a time we need moral clarity in our world, it's right now. The Bible gives us that moral compass that we need to be focusing on. Okay, as we make our way through the book of Leviticus. And then when we finish Leviticus in just a few days, we will go back to the New Testament and we will study the book of Luke. So stay tuned. And what I want you to do that are listening to the podcast, I want you to, to, to subscribe to the podcast so that when I put up a new podcast, you will be able to get it automatically. Okay, I'm new at this as well, so bear with me. Okay, give me a little bit of grace here. I'm new at this, all right? Those of you that are new to podcasting as well, or those of you that have been listening to podcasts for years, you know what to do. Subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. Give it to your friends. Listen, I want to get this out to the world. I know I'm not the only person on Apple that's teaching the Bible. I realize that. But you know what? I, you know, I, I can do what I can do in my little sphere of influence. And I want you guys to help me share this with any and all. I believe in the power of the Word of God. And that's one of, you know, people have been trying to tell me you need to put music on your podcast, you need to do this, you need to make it fancy, you need to do that, and all that kind of stuff. And I could do all that, but I don't need to. I, I believe the Word of God is sufficient for the day today. Father, in Jesus' name, take this podcast, use it for your glory. Help us not to fear, but help us to be aware of what's happening around us in the world today. And I pray for that one that needs to be saved, that's listening, help them to turn to you. I pray for the Christian that is discouraged, help them to focus on your word and thus be encouraged today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.